Pro production, she put on for a shot. Need a spot where we can kick it. Spot where we belong. That's just for us. In this big city, I want them to mention me. <laughs> Talk your shit, Bree. Okay, you guys, we are back. First of all, thank you guys so much for listening to the Bremore Productions podcast, the safe place for the Black opinion. And I don't know, this this podcast episode may be a little heavy, unfortunately, um, because I just found out about Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio that was killed by police. And here we are going through the trial of, the trial for um, George Floyd. And it's unfortunate and um, it's not fair because to me, Due to the fact that I know so much about our history, um, black folk in this country, in America, I know so much about it. Mm, it's it's kind of like what our ancestors went through when they felt like they had accomplished something and then turned around and it's, it's been lynched or it's been t- uh, something something has been taken away from them. Someone has been lynched. Um, it's a fire. It's always something. And it's to me, it's like they are... <laughs> trying to make sure that we we are never successfully uplifted for too long. Right when people were starting to have a relief um, of the, the guilty verdict that was announced today regarding the George Floyd trial and... All day today on social media, I've been seeing people celebrate and feel like there's justice. And I have to be honest with you guys. I didn't post anything. When I received the notifications about the announcement, um, part of me as a business as a business owner, as someone that's actively present on social media, I wanted to announce the news on the Bring More Productions Instagram page. Um, I try my best to keep my followers informed, entertained, and engaging. Um, so, and I like to post real, real life stuff. Um, so when I seen that, when I got that notification, I was like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to post it because my spirit couldn't, like, I couldn't feel what everybody else was feeling. I'm like, okay, I'm still waiting on his his sentencing because I 
frankly remember well that um that whole experience with Botham John, Botham Jean, I'm sorry, Botham Jean. And I remember going through that experience and being happy about the guilty verdict and couldn't wait, couldn't wait until the sentencing. And with that experience, just witnessing a judge get up and hug a killer was beyond me. Even even his brother hugging his brother's killer was beyond me because Botham was so innocent. So innocent. Botham was in his apartment eating ice cream and smoking weed after getting off a long day of work and just relaxing in his home. There was no verbal interaction. There was no physical interaction between the parties. So the fact that this man was killed for relaxing while black in his apartment is beyond disturbing. So for this lady to receive any type of empathy is beyond me. To that extent, to me, that was extra. You know, you can have empathy empathy for somebody, but still hold them accountable. And to take that away from not only the people that's going through this trial and that is emotionally attached to this trial to get up and, and hug the killer of an innocent, an innocent, innocent, crucial. That's that's that word right now is crucial. An innocent black man. I can see if he, like, he didn't cuss her out. He didn't fight her. He didn't do anything. He was just relaxing. So, when a notification popped out from my phone today, I didn't move. And I get text messages as well. People send me text messages and, you know, to inform me. I could not move. Like, I couldn't feel excitement. I didn't have hope of justice. And still don't. They only gave a girl two years. Maybe four. I'm, I'm not for sure. But she'll be awesome. And it's like... It's not... It's not that I'm not attached emotionally. I have just learned how to redirect my emotions. Because to me, a lot of this stuff is clickbait. But the the notifications and the hashtags are only clickbait. And to me, it's, it's deeper. It's deeper than that. These are human beings. These are souls. These are this, this is a life. And the fact that somebody was once here, living, breathing, existing, to become a hashtag is disturbing to me. At this point, I feel like we need to get away from that. We need to get away from 
creating these hashtags because it's not as um it's not as meaningful as people think it is say her name hashtag say his name hashtag it's clickbait for a lot of, like i have literally seen people use these same hashtags when everything is heated and everything is trending use these hashtags to promote their businesses to promote their brands to promote their comedy sketches to promote clothing lines and attaching these people's names to their captions just so they can get some traffic on their page and has this really became live like is are we really living through this shit I no longer can verbally express myself on social media regarding these tragedies because at this point it is deeper than a hashtag. At this point, this is verbatim disrespect. And you telling me I shoot a kid I kill a black man, I kill a black woman. The worst thing that would happen to me is being dragged on social media. Let's keep doing it. Because somebody's getting a dollar for this. Let's keep doing it. And it's the same responses. Y'all do the same thing. It's a cycle. It's a it's a it's a cycle. This is insanity. Nothing is changing. Nothing is. <laughs> there's no there's no solutions being provided. Besides hashtags and being outraged on social media. So now we have another victim. Clickbait on social media, exploitation on the news, on all major news channels, trending on whatever and whatever is repeat, rinse, rinse, and repeat. It's the same thing, unfortunately. And while everybody is talking about it on social media, there's a family that's hurting over their loved one. That's one aspect of this situation that I want to talk about. I think at this point we need to stop engaging. Talk about it at dinner with your friends and your family. Make make it known to, you know, people that does that doesn't understand or try to justify the bullshit and uh, have these hard conversations with those type of people. This is the type of shit that needs to be addressed in real life, in our realities, not on the on the internet where everything is a, fa a facade. Because unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, these deaths become just that, a facade. And they based off true events. They really happen. People are really getting murdered. But then we 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 take this and we we make it a trending topic and it loses its true meaning, like its value. This should be this should be something that everyone should be offended about. Not just black people. So I get it. Social media is used to bring exposure to things that we possibly wouldn't know. I don't know. It is it's it's very informative. I would say that about social social media. However, I think at this point it's deeper than just engaging on social media. I think for us to really see a change, we need to redi- redirect our our conversations and start conversing in private. Even when we want to scream and we want to just run off at the mouth, don't don't let this become another hashtag or another clickbait. Actually address this in reality. It's just, I honestly feel like it's just making the, the assholes richer. That's how I feel. Number two. How do we, like, when I say change, how do we, how do we create change? How do we see a difference? What do we do? Redirect your your energy. Redirect your emotions. Don't just allow this to be a moment. Carry this with you forever. I would say the trial that changed my life forever was Mike Brown. And at the time I was pregnant with a Johnny, and I, I think I've expressed this on social media, on the podcast, probably season one. And just experiencing and witnessing that trial. See, this this is what people need to understand about black folk as well. We're not just witnessing this bullshit. We actually experience this. Like, we are emotionally attached and invested in these trials because we can see ourselves. That's what other people, and when I say other people, other races need to understand. Like representation matters, right? It matters when it's positive. You know, the first black so-and-so, the first black da-da-da-da. Serena Williams playing tennis. Da-da-da-da-da. Those representations are positive representations where it motivate people, black people, to become something of themselves, Right? So that's the same thing in a net in a negative aspect. When we seeing these black bodies being killed by police officers, we are looking at ourselves. And it creates fear and tension within ourselves. These motherfuckers know exactly what they're doing. 
evil fucking geniuses. I respect the genius. As evil as these motherfuckers are, I respect the genius. I love smart shit. I love brilliance. You know? I, I love when people strategize and da 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 But for the greater good, not for this bullshit. This is bullshit. If you got to do this to stay on top, you ain't shit. If you have to go out your way to suppress, oppress, torture, kill, murder, uh, kill is the same thing as murder, rape, be shady to stay on top, you ain't shit. Because what happens when you no longer have anyone to bully? These niggas are not only collecting money, but they're collecting souls. It's a double fucking whammy for the black community. But what can we do as a black community? What, how can we process this? And I'm not telling people to suppress their emotions, feel angry, but learn how to redirect your anger. Don't just become another mm, insight on Instagram, a demographic, um, something that's keeping the insights popping. Don't just be data. This is not just a moment for us. This is real life. This happens 365. This happened 24-7, right? Think of it like that. So when you are working in corporate America, when you are going to these, uh, these white, predominantly white um, colleges and universities and schools. Keep that in mind. Keep all this shit in mind. Keep it in mind. Keep it in your back pocket. Keep it tucked in your heart. On a normal day, on a regular Tuesday, when nothing popped off, you got to keep this tucked close. You got to remember this. This is your reality. Learn how to redirect your anger. So instead of popping off, instead of being what they are to us, start really investing in self. Emotionally, spiritually, financially. Become self-sufficient. Value black companies, black businesses, Black entrepreneurs, we have to become self-sufficient. Unify. Start small. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big thing. You know, the Black Panther started out, started out real small, and then it spread like wildfire. But the thing about this is we got to bring this into a culture. It got to be embedded in our culture. It cannot just be an organ organization. It got to be deeper than that. Organizations are temporary. They need funding. This shit got to be in our hearts. Unity, love, peace amongst us got to be embedded in our hearts. It's only so much an organization can do. Organizations are destroyed and dismantled easily. But if we teach ourselves how to be everything that the Black Panthers were, Individually, we win. 
not just overjoyed in in welcoming and loving towards ourselves when shit pop off. So this is what's going to happen right now. Because this is a continuous cycle. Everybody's in their feelings right now. So right now, black businesses on the front are going to be on the, the, the forefront. Now everybody going to want to sh- shop and, you know, support black businesses. When that energy, that energy should be with us on a consistent basis. And if we have to go out our way to support a black owned businesses, then so the fuck what? Because the thing that I loved about Martin Luther King was the, the my most favorite action of his is the boycott, the bus boycott. The fact that these people sacrificed their time and their energy and their money to let these people know you can't fuck with us. What y'all did was mad disrespectful. And this is how we're going to handle it. We ain't going to fuck with y'all. We don't need y'all. We're we going to be self-sufficient. And he should have kept it that way. That should have been a lifelong goal, term, whatever. That should have not just been temporary. That shit should have been forever. We got to think of, We got to think like this now. We got to put us first and we got to fuck with us. Not when just stuff pop off. It's deeper than that. You got to get out the mindset that we need them. You don't need anything that hurts you. You don't need anything that that fucks with you, that provokes you. I tell people all the time, if it takes you to be provoked to move, you don't fucking deserve it. If you got to be pushed to jump, you're not ready. That shit got to come from within. We don't need no leader. Oh, we need a leader. We need another Malcolm. No, we need to work on ourselves individually. This shit should be taught in our households. Valuing ourselves and what we put out in the universe and what we have should be a consistent everyday thing. That's what we can do. That's what we have control over. We don't have control over how they look at us. Because that's them. That's, that's, that's their views. We don't have no control over that. Even though some of us feel we do. But honestly, no, we don't. We really don't. They're going to feel and they're going to react how they want to. We have You have no power over somebody else's emotions. You only have power over your emotions. I think it's I think it's like, you know, nowadays, you know, all the relationship and I hate talking about relationships, but relationship talk is all over social media. What a man and a woman should do, what a man and a woman should possess, what a man and a woman should should be like in a relationship. And all you see uh, consistently is people talking about toxic and normalizing shit. Those are the two key words that you see nowadays. Toxic, normalize. The same advice that we're giving each other regarding relationships is everything that we need to imply in our community. Our ancestors didn't have a therapist or any type of therapy sessions after our restoration um, conferences 
after slavery. You 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 uh, enslave people for four hundred years and then just throw them out on their ass. So a lot of that shit is embedded in us because we never really healed from slavery, right? And I brought that up because it's deep when I say get ourselves together individually. We have to cover our aspects, not just financially. That's why I, I keep saying no more post shit. No more post shit. Go listen to that podcast episode of me saying I'm not just talking about the money aspect of it. We got to get, we got to heal because a lot of bullshit was passed down to us. And it's to the it's to the point that we don't even value ourselves because a lot of fear. It's fear. That's what it is. It's fear to say, you know, it's a lot of black folk that's fearful of saying uh black lives matter in the in the presence of white folks. It's a lot of black folks that's afraid to fuck with their own. It's it's a lot of black folks that feel like if they not friends with a white person in this country, they cannot make it. Or if you are if you're not attracting white people to your brand, you ain't shit. That's the mentality that we have. Like we, we are not self-sufficient, not, not just financially, but emotionally as well. We depend on them for validation. And they know this shit. And when a bully know that it has full advantage of you, it's going to keep provoking you. A bully don't sit down and Go to the corner until you fight back. And it's deeper than fighting with hands. We got to fight within. We got to fuck with ourselves heavy. Every single day. Redirect that energy. Create black businesses. Marry your baby mama. Teach your kids a new language. Don't just heavily rely on teachers at schools. Go to PTA meetings. Invest in education. Invest in good foods. Create opportunities not only for yourself, but also for others. Work for uh, black businesses. Support black businesses. Shop with black businesses on a consistent basis. Not when you are provoked. Unlearn fear. Eliminate it. Get rid of it. Stop seeking validation from white folks. Stand on your own. Become self-sufficient. And if we have to create a police academy or union or a situation, our own police where we police in our own, then cool. If that's needed, because I don't think we ever had that. I know recently... I seen a group of brothers that was doing that in a city. I don't know if it was in Dallas, but I know they was definitely seen, uh, doing that where they was policing their community. 
But I don't think we ever did that. We always police them. But again, we don't have no control over their actions. Become militant. A lot of black people feel like being militant is a, a bad thing. You need to know about guns. You need to know how to defend yourself. It's not a bad thing. Education is key. Knowledge is power. Learn your past. Know what happened and what's going on. Put two to two together. You learn from the past. Sankofa. That's what we can do. And that's the reason why I decided entrepreneurship was the best way for me because the last job I had, I was being bullied and they had me fucked up. I'm not gonna, it's only so many times I'm gonna go to the HR. I'm highly innovative. I'm talented. I'm being locked up into this job and it's, it's not doing anything for me. And on top of that, they some racist bitches. No, I'm gonna work for self and I'm gonna put my people on. And I'm going to represent us. And I'm going to create an opportunity where we are self-sufficient. I don't, I told y'all in, in the first um, episode this season. Some of these venues, even in my city, Dallas, Texas, racist as hell. I don't, I don't take disrespect lightly. You coming to me and telling me that I have to be a certain way and you acting a certain way because I'm black and you think that I'm going to invite Pookie and Ray right now to my event and they going to shoot my shit up that you got to charge me a little bit more or you got to disrespect me. That's to me, that's disrespectful. Or you got to say you got to ask ask me certain questions like, you know, like just making my whole experience at your venue hell because I'm black. So Bree was like, fuck that. We need our own spaces. And that's what I'm working on. Is 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 I love where I'm at right now. I'm well respected in this building. However, however, I don't own it. And I'm I'm not gonna be satisfied until I own it. I own our own spaces, not just the content, but the content, the business, and the building. If we're gonna be here in this country, we need to have some type of leverage, equity, ownership, power. Freedom. Self-sufficient is the key. That's what we can do. And it does take sacrifice. It does take pain because you have to unlearn and relearn a tribal mindset. And it's deeper than Working at corporate America is deeper than that. You got to change your whole lifestyle and your your perspective. You really got to love self. First, you got to love you first for you to love others. For you to see another black woman and a black man and, and feel joy and feel safe and feel loved. You got to love yourself. 
that's first. That's the reason why I'm telling everybody to work on themselves individually. So when we do come together as a collective, we get shit done. But if you hate you, you gonna hate me. If you don't believe in yourself, you ain't gonna believe in me. If you don't, if you don't take your business seriously, you're not gonna take mine seriously. It all starts at home. We hear that all the time. Everything starts at home. Everything starts with you. You got to want it. And it's so many of us that don't want it because we are easily paid off. Or we don't know how to sacrifice. You got to go without to get to the bigger picture. My my car was repo, uh, repo like three times. The very last time I said, you know what? Y'all can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I got on the bus because I thought about it. I was like, well, I do work for myself and, you know, I'm located downtown Dallas. That's a central location. I'll be all right. I'm just going to get on the bus. One bus and one train would get me to my destination. That's not bad at all. And you got people in other cities in this world that literally just ride the train. They don't know anything about cars and driving cars or whatever. So I'm like, if I got to live that East Coast lifestyle in the South, then so be it. Sacrifice. And the entire time that I'm like not having a car note, that money is being put to the side. I'm now saving money. I now have working capital for my business. Self-sufficient. No banks, no, no loans, just me, right? But also a village is very key in this story too because I won't be, I won't be where I'm at without my village. I also moved back home and didn't feel no type of way about it. Didn't feel like I was failing or anything. Sometimes you got to move back home. It's a bigger picture always. Now I'm saving money both, both ways. And now I'm really able to invest in my business, invest in self and create opportunity in a space for my community. So now we can we can record at Bremore Productions podcasting studio and you can be yourself. If you got dreads, I I'm not gonna be offended because you got dreads. You my brother, that's all I know. It's different textures and I know black folk. This is the reason why we should support our own. So now we have a space where black people can be black. <laughs> And not have to worry about somebody looking up us up and down and feeling intimidated because we look a certain way. So now we have a photography and podcasting studio for our black selves here in Dallas, Texas. That's in, that's what I was thinking the entire time. I know how it feels to walk into those white establishments and feel less than because you're simply black. Mind you, you didn't choose to be black. So the disrespect, we just got to, we just got to become self-sufficient. It's deepening, hashtagging on social media. It's deepening an organization like Black Lives Matter. 
it's it's so it's this is how I look at it. Another great example is you know how you know the rappers or the celebrities or whoever buy turkeys for the hood for Thanksgiving. Mind you, when I'm when all that the event is packed up and everybody is leaving, the mindset is still there. The next year you're gonna have to come back with more turkeys because you didn't teach people how to go get their own turkeys. You you helped the hood, but you didn't really help the hood the long way. That's a temporary fix. That's just one day. A holiday that we didn't ever create, a holiday that our ancestors didn't enjoy. <laughs> That's just one day. These people struggle 365, though. It's crazy how we make it seem like one day is like holidays. Christmas and Thanksgiving are the days that matter the most. Like, we got to make sure everybody got presents. We got to make sure everybody got turkeys. The kids got bicycles. That's two fucking days out of the year. You show by 363 days. Because when all that is over with, those toys are played out. The bicycle is all messed up. Baby came and riding no more. Mama still got to pay her bills. The education still not being taught. PTA meetings are dry as fuck. The education school does you know the the books at the schools are either messed up or they don't have any or they don't have the same technology as the uh, predominantly white schools so they're not as advanced and teachers got to work be a more little creative in black schools because the technology is not up to par potholes all in the streets You're not helping the hood the long way. If you're going to help, help the long way. Where you're teaching people how to become self-sufficient. You're teaching people about credit. You're teaching, you're teaching people how to build, how to buy houses in the hood and flip it. You you engaging with the the, the teachers at these schools. And you, you holding them accountable as well. And you holding the district accountable. And you letting them know that your kid deserves more. You're active in the community as an individual. You want the best for your community. You want the best for your household. You want the best for your family. You want the best for your children. So you're going to hold everybody accountable in every aspect, including yourself. That's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on ourselves individually. And sacrifice is really not that bad. It's really not. It's not hard at all. It just simply takes discipline. We have discipline when it comes to everything else, but what, what really matters. You could be disciplined on your nine to five, but then when it comes to self, you all over the place. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to your community. Then we hate on each other over the dumbest shit. To me, being broke is you don't own no land. If you can't, you know, 
take your family out of a situation and make the whole situation better financially. To me, we are broke. So it's a lot of the mindset have to change. The mindset is filthy. The mindset needs to be clean. You know, it's deeper than that. We got to we got to become politicians. We got to become teachers and doctors, not just rappers. It's like every most black men either want to be rappers or drug dealers. Like where where is the aspirations to be real people that really have power within our communities? And a lot of y'all are not cut out to be rappers. And the same for the females, even when you look at hip hop and I, you know, we got the rhapsodies of hip hop. We do. It's a lot of beautiful, lyrical women. But now everybody is low key a stripper. Like, where's the aspirations to be more than a social media sensation, a celebrity? An influencer. It is okay to be normal. Like, it's okay to have a normal job it's okay like it's it's more than okay become a politician become a police officer become the change that you want to see and when you become when you are in these spaces the season one we had um black faces and white spaces so if you do have we have an episode about that so if you are in these spaces represent become become the change don't just sit back and let things ride. Or create it. Create your own clinic. Create your own school. Your own curriculum. Now, do I believe everyone should be an entrepreneur? No, because it's not embedded in a lot of us. Some of us are literally born to be innovative. We are, yeah. We are born to be entrepreneurs, like we are innovative, you know? And some of us just don't got it. But however, you get, I, and I said this before too, you can own a business as well. Just you see it every day. Everybody is like investing and trading nowadays, which is a great thing. I'm happy for it. But you see that you can own or you can become an owner of a company by investing in it. Do the same for black owned companies, even if you can't get a stock right now. But if you can help them invest and, and, and bring in working capital for entrepreneurs, you can do so. Because unfortunately, when it comes to our community, we support motherfuckers that come out of prison. The motherfuckers get new laptops. They get cars. They get bundles of money. They get clothes and shoes fresh out of fucking prison. But college graduates don't get that same energy. Entrepreneurs don't get that same energy in our, in our community. Those are the people that we should be uplifting and making sure they straight. But we want to make sure the people that are criminals are straight. As soon as they touch down, it calls hell and they continue to cause hell. It's the mindset. But this is not just about us either. Like I said before, we can't control how they feel about us. So (sighs) 
Police, 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 police. Yo. Dear police, good cops, especially the good cops. The bad cops, you too. Like, yo, y'all gotta chill. And the fact that white people try to justify what's going on, say, it's just certain things that you cannot justify. It's just certain things that you just got to relax and just call it for what it is. I understand that y'all just sticking to the code, but yo. You have to get the hate out your heart. Facts. This shit. Exactly what I was talking about, what we need to do as black people, white people need to do the same. Because their their mindset is embedded in them. Their culture is embedded in, in them. Unfortunately, this is who they... Yo. You don't have to get the hate out your heart. Y'all might not be seeing karma in this lifetime. You might not see it, but I guarantee you it's knocking. I guarantee you it's weighing on you. Karma is weighing on Y'all cannot be this fucking evil, bro. Human life, just snatching it, just snatching it like it's just. It ain't nothing. Just taking it away. And then you got some white people that will literally sit here and try to justify this and say, this is their main argument. And I got proof that they think this way because I done had debates about police brutality with white people. And I remember verbatim, it was this white guy that we not even friends on Facebook. I don't know what happened, but it was a trial that's going on. Same situation unfortunately and we was talking about men some friends was talking about police brutality on facebook and his white guy replied well we get shot and killed more than y'all do they police officers are killing us too so it's not just it's not a race thing stop making it about race <sighs> you don't have to get the hate out your heart like, bro, you hate us so much. You you don't, you can't even have empty. Like, this is how I feel about this. If you two are getting killed and disrespected by the police, why are you not outraged as well? Why are you not bothered? Because y'all know y'all making that shit up. And the good cops. There's no such thing. Until y'all step in front of a gun when your when your coworker is tripping and say, No, you tripping, that's when I will believe there's a good cop. 
when you interfere and make sure stuff like this doesn't happen, that's when I when know for a fact there's a good cop. Because at the end of the day, again, what did I just say? We got to look within, right? Our community have to look within. We have to look within individually. Well, this system has to look, look at itself. Y'all fucking up. And I'm so sick of police and police unions and the government and politicians. And I don't care what you are, Democrat, Republican, liberal. I don't care what you are. I'm so tired of people that support this being in denial about bullshit. Like y'all, y'all in denial about y'all bullshit. Some of these murders, because that's exactly what it is. Y'all cannot even justify Think about Botham. Like y'all can't even justify that. That man didn't even get to say anything. He didn't even get to do anything. He was literally sitting on his couch. There was no talk back, no nothing. Think about that. But y'all still find a way to make this man a criminal. To justify bullshit. And I told y'all before, I don't like disclaimers. I do not like giving disclaimers because here, you're going to have to practice common sense. I shouldn't have to say some white people. I shouldn't have to say not all white people. I'm not saying that shit. It's common fucking knowledge what is what. It's common knowledge what, what is taking place. I'm not saying no disclaimers. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. <sighs> I don't. That's the only thing I, I have for that side. Because I'm not them. It don't want to be. I can only assume what they're thinking because they continue to do the same and show the same behaviors. But I'm not in their heads. However, how they act towards black people. That's where common sense come in play. And it might be an assumption on my behalf, but that's the only type of behavior that they giving me. So I have to reflect on assumption and I have to, I have to reflect on facts. People are acting, these police officers are acting like they don't have no other options. Tackling, tasering, you got a big ass stick attached to your your belt as well you can swing that bitch why are y'all so quick to shoot you got a whole taser you even got a flashlight you know some security officers that that work the most dangerous places only have flashlights and whistles you can't flash nobody 
a light in their eyes. You can't whistle your. I don't think y'all have whistles. You can't. You can't flip somebody. You can't wrestle with somebody. It's just straight gun, like straight blasting. People thought I was crazy when I said. Nah, I ain't gonna say that because I'm not gonna say that. That's for private conversations. It's just, I just feel like I can't, I don't have too much to say to individuals that I don't fuck with. And um, that's all I'm gonna say about that side. Um, that's all that I have on that for that side, because again, I'm not y'all, so I don't know how police are reacting to them. I don't know. All I know is there's a lot of bullshit going on, and I don't like. But I can talk to my community because I I exist in this community. I am this community, so I can only give my people some type of insight on how I feel about the situation, right? It's only so much I can say about the bully. It's only so much I can say. And it's unfortunate. The same day that we receive a guilty verdict, we have to now mourn another human life. So... What I want y'all to leave with this podcast is to know that when you support a Black-owned business and when you create one, you are becoming self-sufficient. It's deeper than all that's retained the Black dollars. Self-sufficient is the key. I actually, I don't know, you know, I don't know if uh, I mentioned this before on my podcast, but I'm also a... an award-winning costume designer. And I had the pleasure to work with a lot of um, theaters here in the DFW Metroplex. And one of the plays that I worked on was, um, I don't remember the name. Oh, I think it's Black People Gone, White Folk Panic or something like that. Yes, it was that type of situation. So it was a situation where white people woke up I think it was like in the 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 uh the time period was uh the civil rights movement or doing civil rights or you know when people are you know most of their income is coming from white households they are maids janitors um nannies whatever whoop de whoop for white folk right so white people wake up one morning and all their black Servants, janitors, what mechanics are gone. Every single black person in that town is gone. And it 24 hours of no black people, the white people in that town panicked. The play is about the the White people living in fear. Didn't know how to do certain things. It was a white woman in the play that didn't even know how to take care of her own child. 
didn't know how to soothe the baby when the baby was crying. Whoop de whoop. And then unfortunately the next day in the play, they wake up and the black people are back. And they notice that the black people are jittery, they nicer, they they are just happy. But they never f- figured out what happened to them on that day, why they disappeared. And they didn't care as long as they they had their Negroes. They was happy. That was the play. And after the play, we had a real conversation. And it was a diverse group of people there. It was black and white people mainly. And we had a real conversation about the play. Because it was a trigger for a lot of white folk. And I love that. The conversation got so real and so intense, but respectfully. And I I would never forget a white guy. He was an older white gentleman that said um, his only his only remembrance and memory in um, coexistence with black people is via the television. He never experienced black people in reality for a very long time. So everything that he he knew of black people came from the TV. And what do we mainly see on television regarding black folk? And I'm not even gonna answer that. So y'all should y'all should know the answer for yourself. So with that being said, it's just certain things that they have to look within to and they have to fix. We don't have power to fix them. They can only fix themselves. They have to do work too. They have to look within too. They have to look at their past too. They got to stop being in denial about the foundation of this country. The foundation of this country is murder, disrespect, torture, Stealing, lying, killing, like raping. The foundation of this country is disrespect. You have to get the hate out your heart. That's the first step. And that's not. Black folk don't have no power over that. So what we need to do is stop shucking and jiving and acting like we do. Oh, if I wear suits every day, they'll respect me more. No. Oh, if I if I enroll in if I get my education in at a at a uh, predominantly white school, they'll they'll respect me more. They'll I get a Child, no. It's harsh, but I've always said your ancestors were lynched in their Sunday's best, in the finest clothes. So, code switching ain't gonna work. 
costume is not going to work. It's not you that needs, you're not the only one that needs to change black folk. It's also your white counterparts as well. They have to do some work too. Period. At this point, um, I am mad. I'm just exhausted. Um, But instead of me just like taking this all in and feeling some type of way and not really doing anything about it, it is my duty to, like I said, to create opportunities for ourselves and to individually become self-sufficient and then share knowledge and wealth and light into the village, into the community. And it doesn't, you don't have to be famous to do this shit. Like you don't have to have a lot of followers to be changed that you want to see. That's another thing. You know, at this point in this, in this space, you really don't need no followers. You don't want to, you don't want to try too much attention anyway. Right? Because we've seen what happens when somebody becomes somebody in the community and they become a powerful figure and the people listen to them. But if we have millions of people on the same wavelength, it's only so much they can do. The people have to take control. The people got to know the people's power. The people don't know the people's power. That's the reason why they get rid of the leaders because the leaders can control the actions and the mindsets of the people. But it takes the people to listen and to uplift that, that leader. So at the end of the day, the, pe- the people actually got more power than the person that they are influenced by. The people just got to look within and be on one accord and be on code and stick to the the script and think tribal and think long-term. Stop thinking about self. Stop thinking about everything else that doesn't matter. And still, and, and, and really represent and really make a true change. Not just in the moment, but a whole lifestyle. It's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's not a movement. A movement can be destroyed. A movement can can be stopped. We gotta make this shit a lifestyle, which becomes tradition, which tradition is being passed on for many generations, many generations. We got so many traditions. We got good tra- traditions and we got bad traditions where people learn stupid shit and been passing it on from generations to generations. And one of those stupid shitted ass, stupid shitted, <laughs> one of those stupid shitted ass uh, traditions is fear, living in fear. 
Poor mindsets, poor eating habits. Dependency. All that was learned behavior, learned ideas, learned thoughts that was passed on from generation to generation. So we got to build traditions that actually not only benefit the current generation, but also the next and the next after that. Just keep passing it on and on. And it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to be painful because life as we know it is not going to be the same. And you, it comes with bravery. It comes with courage. Like you, you can't be on no post shit. You can't be fearful. You got to really stick to it too. You got to be disciplined. And it's, it's crazy beyond me that we got to be disciplined to support ourselves. We have to be disciplined to become self-sufficient. But again, we got to start somewhere and it comes from within. So the change that we want to see is not hashtags on social media. The, the, the change that we want to see is not just having these conversations in social media, on social media. The change that we want to see is right here in our reality. And we're going to have to do real hard work. But we can only, we can only control ourselves. But we, if we come, if we become self-sufficient, we want, we have so much power. Exactly. So I'm upset too. You know, but I'm redirecting my anger into entrepreneurship and investment. And learning about the stock market and credit and being a good person to my people, creating opportunities from uh, for us. Being respectful, learning how to listen, not only to my struggle, but to others as well. Just really being there, just really being pure hearted. Towards my valuing black owned businesses, not asking for a discount, really supporting and promoting other entrepreneurs. Really being a vessel. That's my vow. But we need more. So it's, this is really deeper than the moment. We don't need a leader. We No one is going to come save us. We got to save ourselves. You got to save yourself. You drowning. What you going to do? You going to wait on somebody to come save you? So you just going to be in the water, not kicking and, and screaming and moving your arms around? No, you're going to try to survive. But as of now, we just sitting in the in the water and we just drowning, waiting for somebody to save us. We would never probably have another Malcolm or Martin or Harriet. We probably never see that again. So what we need to do as individuals is save ourselves. And the next time we get on shore, make sure we build the life jacket. So the next time we are drowning, we boom, 
we got our uh, we we got our clutch. I know protests are gonna pop off. I know people are gonna be in the streets and stuff like that. And you know, even when it comes to protesting, again, it's a lifestyle. When it comes to boycotting, you gotta make that a permanent transition. You just can't make that temporary. It's not just a temporary relief. It's a, we need to stop thinking band-aids and start healing the wounds. Just covering up. We got to stop doing that. We really got to put in the work. So if you're going to protest, protest. But when the protest is over with and the hype is over with, you can protest in other ways by sticking to the script. Learning about your culture, really valuing who you are as a black individual. Not being in denial when it comes to the bullshit. Really loving and respecting black love and black owned businesses and raising your children. Just being wholesome. Like, just no more post shit. <laughs> Becoming politicians, getting in the government fields. And once you get in these government fields, you actually putting in work and you standing up for yourself and your people. You making true change. Becoming doctors and lawyers and stuff, not just rappers and strippers. And I'm I, I'm very aware, again, I don't really like, you know, coming off with, you know, disclaimers. But sometimes things I can't say a little. I can be harsh, so I understand. So I am going to say a disclaimer for that. I'm fully aware that everybody is not a rapper and a stripper. I'm fully aware that it's people out here that's really putting in work and that's really creating experiences and opportunities for us. I get that, and I know that. I'm talking about the things that are praised. That's the reason why I bring up such positions, you know, because those are praised. So I understand right now everybody's about to go into this whole emotional rage. But redirect that and create a lifestyle out of your rage. Don't just be raging temporarily. I always had it tucked somewhere. And use that as motivation to become better. To really use your power to be a vessel in your community, in our community. Don't just be on social media hashtagging this this queen's name. It's deeper than that. She is not another hashtag. She should not be treated as such. Use this as fuel to your fire to become black excellence. And to really create real change. And, and to most of all become self-sufficient. Create our own job opportunities. Really rotate the black dollar. Really value ourselves in our culture. Create a new culture or, you know, I really think them uh, need to be revised. <laughs> the culture definitely needs to be revised. <laughs> Just like the Constitution. But that's another situation. So, you want to protest and you upset, just like I am, 
Carry on that hurt. Feel that pain. But redirect it. And put it into something positive. That would not only benefit you. But your family and friends and people that you might not even meet. Become strategic. Don't don't let this just be another clickbait. So that's all I have to say about this unfortunate situation. And of course, prayers and good energy and thoughts is going towards her family and her spirit. And I just want you guys to continue to listen to the Brewmore Productions podcast, the safe place for the black opinion. Continue to support us. Um, follow us on our social media platforms. And not only support uh, Brewmore Productions, but also black-owned businesses as well. Other black-owned businesses. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to all the black um, entrepreneurs and people that's really shaking. I feel you. Don't nobody feel you. I feel you. So I'm going to wrap it up. I thank you guys so much for listening to the Brewmore Productions, a safe place for the black opinion podcast. Please know that I am um, grateful for your listening ears. And... Stay dangerous.